This is Aldrin Sampia on Beyond the Headline. It is 24 minutes after 3 o'clock. So what's next for Turkey after President uh, Recep Erdogan won, won a re-election on Sunday? Erdogan defeated his main challenger, Kamel, in a runoff that posed the biggest challenge to his 20-year rule after securing a historic third term as the president of Turkey. Erdogan promised to ease economic difficulties and called for unity and solidarity moving forward. He's also pledged to increase the fight against the security threats and terrorist Organizations. Nahim Jinnah, senior researcher at the Mapungube Institute for Strategic Reflection, now joining us on the line. Nahim, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. Does the outcome of these elections come as a surprise at all? This is now speaking about the runoff. Well, um, it, it, it seemed after, I mean, the, the first round was quite close, um, just a 5% difference. Um, and as the days progressed from then, it seemed fairly certain that uh, Erdogan was going to was going to win. Um, so I don't think it was a great surprise. No. Mm-hmm. The results that we saw spoke about fifty-two percent that he was able to secure. We're just waiting for the final results to come out. What does that then tell us about um, Erdogan's popularity and also the emergence of Kemal? Well, um, I mean, what, what is clear is that, um, you know, the margin was very small. It's, uh, you look at about a 4% difference um, between between him and uh, Kilish Darolu, um, which means that almost half of the population voted for the other uh, candidate. Um, so the Turkey population is, in a sense, quite polarized around um uh, around the, the the president uh, around the issue of the president um and the personality of um uh, of Erdogan i think that moving forward it's um, you know despite the talk of unity etc it's going to be a big challenge in order to make that notion of u- uh, unity a, a reality uh, for the turkish population um but of course you know the the issue of uh, the unity of the population uh, can easily follow if the other big challenges are dealt with, and particularly the economic challenge. And now that we are at this particular point, and I uh, see that already some international um, international reaction to it, Joe Biden, um, as well as Vladimir Putin, have congratulated um, President Erdogan on his re-election. However, though, uh, during the first round of elections, there were accusations that uh, Moscow was interfering in the elections in Turkey. I don't know whether you have heard of any evidence now that has been brought to the fore. Uh, Joe Biden, uh, Putin, as well as Donald Trump, uh, <laughs> congratulated him. Um, no, I mean I, I haven't I haven't heard of any evidence uh, for that. Uh, that was a kind of uh, comment that was made a few times by the opposition and Kirish Darolu's camp, in particular. And I think that in a sense um, he was trying to to play more to a foreign audience than to the domestic audience. Uh, Kilish Darolu made it clear that if he were to become president, that he would take Turkey back into much more strongly back into the Western and NATO fold. And Turkey remains a member of NATO, but uh, to strengthen the relations with uh, with its NATO allies and move away. From the close relationship that Turkey has developed with uh, with Russia, 
So for that audience, that foreign audience, that Western audience, to uh, to kind of demonize uh, Erdogan in this kind of way, I think was was a kind of political trick or political smear. There has been no evidence uh, to that in that regard. Yeah, and Ursula von der Leyen, the president of the Commission for the European Union, also congratulating him. What are the chances of Turkey being allowed to become a member of the European Union? Um, not great. Um, they've been trying for many, many decades uh, to do so, um, particularly after the uh, Erdogan's party, the AKP, came into power. They made a number of changes in terms of European requirements for them to join the EU. Um, but um, even that, uh, it seems, for some uh, EU member states was uh, was not sufficient. And as a result of that, um, Turkey and particularly the, the AKP government uh, basically kind of uh, reoriented. And so uh, Turkey now has much more of a balanced focus between the West and the East uh, than it did in the past. Um, and frankly, for Erdogan, you know, if if uh, if they get uh, EU membership, it'll be great. If they don't, he doesn't really care too much. Um, remember that um, that while uh, Turkey remains a member of NATO, um, as I said earlier, they have a good relationship with with Russia. It's a very weird kind of thing because they are they supply drones, for yeah. example, to the Ukrainian army, but um, are friends with Russia at the same time. Um, so I don't think that that EU accession is going to happen. What about BRICS, quickly? Um, they do want to be part of BRICS. Um, and if BRICS does decide to expand, um, I think they'll be a good candidate. Okay, thank you so much for your time. That is uh, Nahim Jinnah there um, from the Mabungube Institute for Strategic Relations, or rather Strategic Reflection, MISTRA. 614 Your tweets at Aldrin St. Pierre and our studio line is 86 It's half past three.